Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Khan. When I see something and hear something that feels authentic and genuine and intimate, that helps me create a connection to that person. That makes me want to be around them. Today on episode 512 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with designer and podcaster Jacqueline Lauren. I'm going to ask Jacqueline how to evolve your own offerings in response to what you hear from your marketplace and much more. You can find out more about Jacqueline along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Now, before we get into our discussion, I want to tell you a little bit about our friends at SiteHub. If you want to use cutting-edge digital thinking combined with top-notch industry expertise to build your website, contact SiteHub at yoursitehub.com. Now let's welcome Jacqueline Lauren. Jacqueline is the founder of Jacqueline Lauren Design, an intuitive brand strategy and design company. Jacqueline merges 15 years of design knowledge with an understanding of how energy and intention affect our lives and our businesses. She also understands the importance of listening both to her clients and her own divine guidance. Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Hi, David. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here today. Jacqueline, why did you start your design business? After about 15 years of working in graphic design, it was the natural progression to really create my own business. I have had a number of experiences with clients of a wide range of sizes and different types of industries. So just opening up my own design firm really was the natural next progression. Yeah. So you had been with with one primary client? Yes. They were probably taking up I would say half of my time for the first 15 years of my career, they were an insurance company and I became their contracted creative director. So the way that I've been able to do things has has been really easy because I've always had the client there that was helping making sure that all of my bills were paid. Like the safety net was really there with this company. Right. And then when you made the shift to running your design business, with multiple clients, um, what was that like at first? I really needed to look at how I was spending my time and my energy. I could really stack everything and do the insurance company work in just a couple of days. And rather than try to do a little bit each day, it became so much easier to just take on that work that had become simple and easy and just it was becoming second nature to do the insurance company work. So I would keep all of that in the same time slots each week. And then I would devote certain other days to other types of work or uh, going out and doing the natural um, networking and all of the things that you have to do to build a business. So you were batching your time right from the beginning. I had to. Yeah, because... Otherwise, I was driving myself rather crazy with just sitting around waiting for the next thing to come in. I'm the type of person that likes to be incredibly busy, and I work more productively when things are very piled up. So I almost like having too much to do because it makes me work more efficiently. So having that understanding of energy about myself made things a lot easier right from the beginning. 
And for the new business that you developed in your design company, what types of clients did you end up developing the most work for? Well, I'm doing a lot of work in the medical cannabis industry, which is a very uh, day-to-day changing industry. So there's always new challenges. I've done some work with a couple of local colleges, and I'm in the Pennsylvania area, as well as a number of startup companies that could be in natural health fields or technology fields. So quite a a wide range of of people that I've been working with. Mm. And how did you end up developing the range or even within that range, certain specialties? It has all happened by following my own natural interest and with the help of a number of good friends. Most of my business has come from my friends. So people that started off as just acquaintances became friends, and then they brought me into whatever companies they were working with at the time. Mm. So it's been very natural. And in the kind of work that you do now, what would you say really defines who you are and what is unique about your business? I hadn't mentioned this to you earlier, but one of the new things that I've been doing is business consulting. I've, I've added that in instead of just design, because what I'm finding is that with some of these startup companies, that they are in a place where they really need someone to ask them the right questions to get their own answers out so that they can create the story of what they're doing from the right angle. So part of my work has been doing some inner work on myself so that I'm very clear, so that when I'm working with um, another entrepreneur or business, I'm able to really succinctly ask them the right questions so that they get to their own answers. And then it becomes easy once they see the direction that they really want to move in. Right. It, it's interesting how that has evolved out of a design focus. Exactly. I was surprised myself, but I realized as a designer, the part of my personality that wasn't being utilized was how much I like interacting and communicating with people. And I'm constantly working on developing better and better communication skills. So working one-on-one maybe spending a day or even just an hour and a half with a business owner and asking them some questions, I'm finding that my clients are really getting clear really quick. It doesn't take that much time when the questions are the right questions. Mm. So what are some of the questions that you ask? As a starting point to tell me what their mission is, who they're trying to reach, how they've gotten to that place, what's working, what's not working, And where exactly they're trying to move? Where do they see themselves in short-term goals and long-term goals? Those are usually pretty good starting off questions. Mm -hmm. And why do you think it's so hard for a lot of businesses to actually answer those questions on their own? When there's multiple people involved, it seems like each member of the organization may be telling a slightly different version of the same story. So getting the whole team to have the same vision and the same story becomes an, an essential part of building the brand. So can you walk through what might be a, you know, a typical example of one of these situations? Well, just recently, I took on a consulting client that is in the bar technology industry. And the first day that they brought me into their office, they asked 
they were trying to put together a video um, that would, it was going to a very specific potential client to help them gain new business. It was supposed to be a one minute video. They had already produced something and they weren't happy with it. So they shared both the script and the storyboard with me and they asked me what I would do. And as I started talking, both the owner and his right-hand man interrupted me and they both started to tell their versions of the story. And I was very quickly able to identify that they did not have the same goal in mind for what this video was attempting to do. So I had them take a step back and instead of me telling their story, I asked them if they'd be willing to do a little homework and answer a few questions and storyboard this video out a couple of times themselves. And then I thought we could all come back together and go over each storyboard as a group, pulling out the best pieces so that we would end up with this great unified thing that all the members of the organization were on board with. So being able to see that I did not have their answer became a very effective tool to knowing that they did. And then what was the result after this product was created? It's still in production now, but we were able to, like if they had done this first before going directly to the development company that was going to be creating the video for them, they could have saved themselves that whole step, that whole waste of time, money, and energy by getting really clear on the story before they gave it to them. So moving forward, they're always going to have these think tank sessions, as we ended up calling it beforehand, to make sure that everybody's on the same page and that we've clearly defined the goal of the project and who we're really aiming to reach. Jacqueline, as you have developed this kind of expertise in your business, um, how do you now describe your value proposition? I'm helping streamline their process by helping them have clarity as they move forward with whatever new goals they're they're going after. And uh, does this always fit within the framework of creating some kind of design product? Well, I had another woman that I was working with that has a new healing technology that was new to this particular area that she was in. No one else had it. So she had some very different issues that she was facing that I was able to help her through. And in her case, what she really needed were good connections to other people to help her build her business. So in her case, I almost went through my own personal Rolodex. I know I know people don't really use Rolodexes anymore, but I'll still use that term. And I was able to help her connect with some other people that would really be able to showcase that technology. So using myself as a connector has been a valuable tool in my business too. Like I have a pretty large network, especially in like the healing industries. So I've really had great access to people that could be helpful for this woman. And then at the same time, we were able to identify after this initial session what her design needs were too. So then I could go back and help her with those as a secondary step. It almost seems like with the smaller businesses or the startups, they need some clarity so we can identify what their design needs are. Once we get clarity, then we can look at what their budget is and then we can start designing things. Right, so from where you first started when you opened up your design business, 
mm-hmm. to where you are now, it sounds to me like there's been a shift in not only what you offer, yeah, but but how you provide solutions, especially to a particular kind of customer. I would say very much so. I used to, uh, when I would do branding projects or logo development for companies, that was pretty much my specialty. I would send them a written questionnaire and they would send me answers back and maybe we would hop on the phone initially. Uh, But that really wasn't proving to go in depth enough to really tell their full story or for me to have enough knowledge to ask the right questions. So we had to go more in depth. And I think that's what this over video call or if we're able to in person has really been able to do of me asking them the direct questions, recording their answers, and then doing like a follow-up, either email or a quick follow-up call saying, these are the things that I really identified and helping them create a plan of action to move forward in their business. So a little more than just design, I'm kind of helping them create a strategy where they they weren't clear on what they needed to do first. And the first step for every business is being completely clear on your story, your message, and who you're reaching. Yeah. And how long has it been since you launched your design business? Uh, about three years now. Right. So this whole evolution for you has been over the last three years. I would say even just moving into the consulting side of things, that's more recent, probably like the last six months. But as I'm doing it, it is, it's proving to be very effective and it's creating these long-term relationships where if they need help, we can schedule a call. I can come in or I can do design work for them. It's just whatever their needs are. If they need a clarity call, we can do that. Or if they're ready to move forward executing a project, I'm available to help them on the design end of things too. Right. And how do you feel about this evolution in your business? I feel so excited about it because it's using an entirely different skill set than what I had been doing before. I have a lot of energy. So doing primarily work that is all me on the computer was proving to slow me down. And I was finding myself drained when it was just endless design work. So really connecting with people, being face-to-face or on a video is very, very different. And talking through things makes me feel really connected to my clients. Mm. What did you find was most helpful in, um, in getting your business to evolve this way? Following my own natural interests into... Uh, different realms of things that I was into learning about has put me in the right place to meet like-minded people. So then it's been very easy to connect after that. So in addition to having your, your business shift in what you are offering, what have you found to be most helpful in building consistent revenue at the same time? Maintaining my dedication to my long-term client has been very effective as a strategy to then take, I'll say even risks at times of going after other accounts. So by having one main client that was steady, it's made it very easy to transition and go for the right clients. To be able to say no when you know in your heart or your gut that the person that you're speaking with is not really your ideal client. So 
by knowing that I had consistent income with my long-term client, I was able to say no to things that were wrong. And I can give you a great example of before I started doing that, of working with a client that was very unclear and a project that should have really only taken several months took a year and a half because she wasn't clear. And I wish I knew what I know now because I would have never taken on a client like that. It it dragged my energy down so much having this one project that just wouldn't wrap up. It was so frustrating. Yeah. Are there any strategies you think people can employ in being able to help their business evolve the way yours has without having a steady client that covers basic operating costs? I would say yes. And that would be really working on having a close relationship, becoming friends with your client to some extent. Because if you're a friend, they'll constantly be thinking of you, referring people to you, wanting to tell you what's going on with their business just in a, in a quick text or an email. So my work and my life really overlap a lot. And I think that any entrepreneur could do that as a strategy for having continual revenue. Even if you're not working with your friends, a lot of times your friends end up passing your number and your website along to someone. So imagine if your client was doing the same thing for you. Just having this idea, this, uh, how would I call it? Keeping the intention in mind that your clients are your friends and you'd support them the same way. Right. Which, which means that you're really caring about their success. Exactly. Yeah. It became very personal. Jacqueline, what's your experience been trying to develop recurring revenue as a revenue model? That's been a bit more challenging with some of the companies because they may have had smaller budgets and we completed the job. They went from start to finish of not having a brand, and then they walked away with a brand. So some of the projects came to a natural completion on their own, and there really wasn't the follow-up work because an initial branding package with me gives the entrepreneur all of the tools that they need to really move forward. So maybe six months or a year down the road, it's the time to check in again to see, are they growing? Do they have new needs? Are they finding that some, some part of the tool we had created for them isn't working anymore? Do we need to reevaluate? So on my end, the follow-up that has to happen in six or 12 months, I've struggled a little with that in, in bringing the return from what felt like a hard stop in a project. Right. Even when the relationship has been, been really strong. Exactly. Like I'll still hear from that person. I'll still get a call. Maybe they've referred someone to me, but it may not be they they're just not ready to do anything else. So that's that's been a challenge. And being able to look into different industries and not pigeonhole myself has always been an effective way for for me to move forward and have a lot of variety in my work. Jacqueline, whom do you know personally who's been really successful at smashing plateaus? I would say my most recent podcast guest, her name was Marie Goodwin. And this woman has reinvented herself so many times. There was never a period of going into stagnation for her. She just saw it's time to change. And she kept evolving and evolving. 
and working in completely new industries, yet still being able to utilize all the tools she had from past work. So I thought she was a really interesting um, person to follow. And then I'll say one more, and that's um, a business conference that I recently attended. It was a husband and wife duo called Red Elephant, uh, Afreen and Aman Khan, if you've ever heard of them. They just did a three-day event last summer in Orlando, and the energy that these two brought to this event was amazing. It was almost like their energy brought in so many entrepreneurs that had the same great energy. I had never been around so many entrepreneurs at once. I left there leaving, I left this event feeling so inspired of what I was going to do just because of the energy of everyone around me that I would say them also. Oh, I'll add that they, they told a few incredibly personal stories from the stage that really connected with people. So when I see something and hear something that feels authentic and genuine and intimate, that helps me create a connection to that person. That makes me want to be around them. I want to know more. It's real. Jacqueline, what's coming up for you now that you've been at what you've been doing in your design business for about three years? What does the future look like? The future is moving into more consulting work, I believe. Being able to go into a company once a week and help them get off the ground. Like, let's say they're at a point where they've just received some funding and now they're growing, going through a growth spurt. Me being able to come in and help them create a plan of how to grow, uh, that's the direction I really want to be moving in with people. And then keeping the design a little bit more secondary or having my team of designers focusing on that. And, and I'm moving into more of a, a new consulting with the client role. And we also have some new episodes of Realign with the Divine podcast coming out, too, that are going to be really good. Sounds good. Jacqueline, if somebody wants to go deeper with anything we've talked about today or get in touch with you, where would they go? They can go to JacquelineLauren.com. That's J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E-L-A-U-R-E-N.com or RealignWithTheDivine.com. And do you have a free gift for our audience? Uh, I would be happy to do a 30-minute consultation call to talk brand strategy with any of your listeners. Sounds good. Well, Jacqueline, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau. My guest today has been Jacqueline Lauren, the founder of Jacqueline Lauren Design and host of the Realign with the Divine podcast. Thank you again, Jacqueline, for, for joining us. Thanks, David. This was great. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned how to evolve your own offerings in response to what you hear from your marketplace and how Jacqueline has built and pivoted her own business. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them smash the plateau. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help us bring Smashing the Plateau to you for free. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.